You've reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. For your next sci-fi addiction, you need to pick up the first books in the Spire novel series from author Peter F. Smith. The Spire brings to life a setting years after a viral apocalypse has decimated the world's population, leaving only a handful of families who were instrumental in the downfall of mankind as its new rulers. With mankind wiped out, these elites turn on one another with violent results. I enjoyed the incredible details put into the action scenes that rival any you could possibly see on the big screen, and the thought put into the world building crafts possibilities that are endless. The second book, Apocalypse Dawn, allows you to dive further into this dystopia from a survivor's point of view and will grip you instantly. You can pre-order both books on Amazon for 99 cents until November 12th. So sign into your account now and pick up your copies of the next major sci-fi hit and always remember to geek out. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geeks Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome to another week on the Geeks Watch. We are here, we're talking about The Mandalorian from Disney Plus and Watchmen from HBO and... Wow, if you could see John right now, you would see that he is super excited to talk about these two shows. He's hopping in the seat. <laughs> <laughs> felt this excited in the wild. <laughs> so, uh, I'm Mitch. I'm John. I'm Jessica. I'm Steven. And we have a special guest. I'm Naima. Yay! Yay! <laughs> uh, all right, we have a full house tonight to talk about the show. First, let's get into what is on our week's watch. John, what did you watch this week? I watched two things I want to talk about. Uh, the first is season three of The Toys That Made Us is now on Netflix. I didn't even know they got to season three. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, I think their seasons are like only a few months apart as opposed to like oh, okay. a whole year. But I mean, it's not a difficult show to work on, I would imagine. You just kind of look up old people that worked on you know, certain companies and stuff mm-hmm. that are still alive. Um this season, they talk about My Little Pony, Ninja Turtles, and Power Rangers, <laughs> and I think also wrestling toys. Um, I learned a lot about the history of the Ninja Turtles from the business side that I didn't know about. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, also the uh, the Power Rangers has a long history that involved Stan Lee, which I didn't know. Huh. was really interesting to find that out. He was, he was actually trying to, he was the first one to try to bring the Power Rangers to the U.S. after the success of Japanese Spider-Man. I think oh, that. wow. Okay. But it just didn't get any traction because they didn't know how to make it work until, uh, it's like, Sub, uh, Haim Saban or whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever. They, it, you can watch it. It's really interesting if you like those uh, toys from the 80s and the 90s. Okay. And my other week's watch was I found a new YouTube channel, which I am in love with right now. It's called Girlfriend Reviews. Oh. Huh? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> I don't, need to I don't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a lot more innocent than that. It's a girl who, I guess, after spending a lot of time just watching her boyfriend play video games, decided to start commenting on them. And she has the funniest review I've ever heard for Death Stranding, um, where she just does like these really objective kind of like, okay, first of all, why do you have to do this and this kind of you know uh, commentary? And she also pointed out, which really kind of blew my mind, uh, one of my favorite Zelda games, actually probably my favorite next to Ocarina of Time, was Link's Awakening mm-hmm. for the original Game mm-hmm. Boy. Okay. And it was exciting that they brought it back for the Switch. And like Now it's the biggest reason why I want to get one, so I can play that game again. But she pointed out that Link is actually kind of the bringer of destruction. And like <laughs> just his presence on this in this game's world was actually kind of apocalyptic because until he got there, everybody was just kind of minding their own business and, you know, going about their daily routines. And like all the characters were actually kind of happy. They weren't really under any kind of oppression. But for him to leave, he had to like destroy this world. It was like that episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation, where Captain Picard spends like a whole lifetime <laughs> inside a satellite uh-huh. just so he can learn this culture. Yeah, with the flute. Yeah. <laughs> Because at the end of it, like, he basically leaves this world and everyone else that used to exist in it is gone. They don't exist anymore. But he still remembers, like, the time he spent with them. And I was like, wow, that is dark and depressing. (laughs) And I never would have thought of that unless it was for girlfriend reviews. And all of her other reviews are really funny. Um, I think she definitely has given me, like, relationship goals. I was like... I need me one like this. So she's really funny. It's a, it's a YouTube channel that has the girlfriend is doing the reviews, not so much you're reviewing a bunch of different girlfriends. From like That's her what I figured, yeah, when I heard the reaction over here. I was like, oh, no, no, no. They're not, they're not rating women. It's the girlfriend that's reviewing the things her boyfriend is playing. Okay. All right. So a non-gamer reviewing Kinda, a yeah. game. So, and, and as it progressed, because I started watching a bunch of them in a row, and they've been doing this for a little over a year now. So she started as just an observer, and then she slowly started to kind of jump in and play a little bit as well. And um, ah. apparently, she's doing pretty well on her own now too. Like she's developing her own gamer style. Uh, you know, she prefers more puzzle games than first-person shooters, but uh, still, just it, it's they're really well edited. She cuts in a lot of jokes. They're really witty. She's very funny. And uh, I recommend it. It's really a fun watch. Not well, too so. bad she's a girlfriend already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's I mean, what I was thinking. John, John's, John's falling in love over here. I was like, room for one more. So that's a, a YouTube channel and a sh- series on Netflix. That's right. Mm-hmm. Jessica, you had a pretty exciting week. So what did you watch in your exciting week? Well, I managed to... I watched a lot of things. I watched a lot of live action shows happening right in front of me with Stormtroopers. There you go. <laughs> while I was in Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. There you go. I even got approached by a Stormtrooper because I made the mistake of wearing the, <laughs> the I Rebel shirt, Star Wars shirt that I have. And he straight up, he came up right in my face. I don't know if you saw the video, but he was like right in my face. I was I would back up and he just stepped forward. I was like, okay, please, please don't arrest me. I don't need to go to galactic jail right I was going to say it's the equivalent of like someone holding up the cell phone when a cop is coming like, up Yeah, them. Yeah, pretty much. It's exactly what it felt like. What, what is the, what do their voices sound like it's out like, of the suits? They have a teeny sound? Yeah, it sounds just like how they sound when they're communicating to each other in the, in the movies. Like Perfect. they're talking through a radio. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's per- like Kylo is the same way too. Like it sounds exactly like him through through the movie. What was it? Was he was he beefy? 
<laughs> no, he. Yeah. No. 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 no, no he, 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 he has that stocky midsection. <laughs> no, no, he it's, doesn't. It's all the grandpa pants that he's wearing that gives <laughs> <Yeah>. that illusion. <laughs> no, this Kylo is actually pretty thin, I think. But it's it's very it's awesome. You go in the galaxy's edge, and it's like you are in Star Wars. You're in this planet. Like the noises, like you can hear aliens in the bushes, like or you can hear. Um, ships taking off you can't see them but you can hear them and Mm. it feels like it's right above you even and there's um the the trash the trash monster that attacked them in episode four he hangs out in the pipes in one area above a fountain or something which is kind of fun to watch where i sat there for and watch people like going to the fountain and freaking out (laughs) the thing would just bubble and pop out um they're even, I just saw when I came back that they're testing out drones that they have that look like X-Wings and TIE Fighters and then they're going to be having them flying over so you will have oh. actual, yeah. And then there's, yeah, there's a lot of interaction with stormtroopers and like um, the rebels too. I didn't get too much rebel interaction, but um, there's pretty much always stormtroopers around or Kylo Ren. But I did see a scene of Kylo and stormtroopers searching for, a rebel, which ended up being like a Jedi, and I spotted him actually hiding behind crates oh. and interacting with other like cast members and stuff, and being like, "Do you think I'm in the clear? Like, did they see me? Off. Like, no, I would not because I'm rebelled. a rebel. <laughs> I would never." <laughs> so let me ask you this: uh, being the Disney expert that you are, the other like for the cast members that are playing character roles, yeah. I know, like, for the princesses, they have to be certain heights, and I'm sure the same thing with the prince. Like, do you know if the same thing happens for the Star Wars characters? Do they have a lot of restrictions and guidelines and, and requirements? I, mean, um, I just want to point out, there is a standard height for stormtroopers. Yes. Yeah. And Luke know, was too Luke short. Was a little small for yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you also had the stormtrooper that hits his head on the door when he's walking through the archway. Well, that's just peripheral <laughs> problems with the helmet. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I don't know exactly what those restrictions are, but I'm I'm sure they do mm. in some way because, I mean, you do get some... Like in Disney, like the only thing I could do with my height is I could be like Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse or one of those. Like I couldn't be a princess because I'm too short. Okay. Um. So Stormtroopers, I imagine you'd have to be like a taller, maybe above average just because they have to be kind of intimidating. You kind of have to spot them walking mm. through. And that's one thing I, they did seem to like tower over people in crowds. Like, Hey, I could always be like, Oh, there's a stormtrooper. So, um, I imagine. I'm going to put thin Kylo Ren as my description on my Tinder bio. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. You, you got to change your profile picture to have the, Oh yeah. I'm going to have the pants up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it only gets better from here. <laughs> was there anything else that you wanted to talk about that you watched? Um, I did also manage to watch when I got back. I watched Frozen Two. Ah, nice. I actually quite enjoyed it. I really, but I I liked the first one. I should say I liked the first one before everybody in the world liked the first one. I was like, yeah, this is a great movie, and then. I heard Let It Go so many times and I was like, okay, enough Frozen. But the second one, I I quite enjoyed. It went more into the magical aspect of it and it was pretty interesting. Really liked it. Really liked Kristoff's song. Is she still voiced by Adele Nazim? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Thank you, John Travolta. Yeah. 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 
okay, so that's Galaxy's Edge. Is this, was this the first time to Galaxy's Edge? This is my first time to first Galaxy's time to Galaxy's Edge, Edge yeah. and Frozen Two in theaters now. Steven, well, wait, real, real quick for the people who don't get to go there, like John, rub it into his face. Which one's the best ride? Ooh. Ooh. Well, there's only one ride open right now. So, <laughs> so that's the best ride. <laughs> so that is the current best ride. You save your money. <laughs> I know, right? I don't know. Is Star Tours still on? Because like that one was for the long time my favorite. Oh, Star ride. Tours is still on, and Star Tours is so amazing now. Yeah. Like you, it's every ride is different now, and Ooh. it's like in the actual movies as opposed to like before, where it was like your kind of old own side quest. Now you're actually joining people in the movies in Star Tours. Ooh. I actually would say I probably still like Star Tours more than I like um, Smuggler's Run, which is the Millennium Falcon. Like the Smuggler's Run, what it has for it is you are in the Millennium Falcon. Like that's great. Mm-hmm. But the effects of it aren't that great. Like when you're on Star Tours and you jump to light speed, you feel like you're jumping to light oh, speed. Yeah. You, when you jump to light speed in Smuggler's Run, it doesn't necessarily feel as strong but at the same time, you do get to pull the actual light speed rod. Yeah. And that, like that, like that's cool. I do kind of wish the effects were a bit more in it. Um, but it's just just sitting in the Millennium Falcon was the coolest thing, and piloting it was just like Ooh. I got to pilot left and right. And that's also where it's kind of a pain is like the guy that was doing the up and down pilot is not as good. <laughs> <laughs> like I had left and right down. He kept on running into stuff. Like, oh. <laughs> but. And it was like really cool hitting buttons and just all this stuff happening and you get graded too. We did not do great, but <laughs> 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 but it was it was really cool. The the next ride that's gonna be opening up the resistance ride can I think it's called the resistance. Something like that. That's Rise gonna, of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. That's what's gonna be the ride of the park. So I'm gonna have to go again soon after it opens. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steven, what'd you watch this week? So we watched. Uh, Are you gonna do? A, you're gonna do a good conjoined one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we watched our second Shia LaBeouf movie of the last month or so. Uh, we watched Honey Boy. Tell him about it, Naima. Ooh. No, because I'm mad. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf cannot have two good movies in one year. <laughs> it's not okay. I'm upset about it. <laughs> yeah, and in, in Steven's uh, recent uh, podcast interview with uh, Super Beetle, he talked about Peanut Butter Falcon, so that's uh, the other Shia LaBeouf movie that he enjoyed. Now we're talking about Honey Boy, where it's uh, autobiographical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, to the point where Shia LaBeouf is essentially playing his own father. Yeah. Oh, wow. And at, at the end of it, what you guys said, like when we left, you, you, you and the other two people that we were there with were just like, no, I'm 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 sad, and I am bothered because <laughs> like you feel it. The movie was very well done, especially for people who watch like even Stevens growing up and all those things. They make a lot of references to that, and it kind of breaks your heart. Oh no, so yeah, yeah. Now I know he wrote it. Did he also direct it? Is this his directorial debut? I think no. it said a different director. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait, is this the one where he plays his own dad? That's what yeah. I just yeah. got I done saying. Just <laughs> I don't listen. I, obviously. He's yeah. still thinking about that girlfriend yeah, in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and Galaxy's Edge, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need her to review Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> so, okay, uh, Honey Boy, you saw it in the theaters. Worth the money? Definitely. Yeah. 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 Beyond the shadow of a doubt. How was the, the young actor who plays his son? Both both were good. Both were good. The teenage one sounds a little too much like Shia LaBeouf that it's creepy. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> he did he, he did great honestly i don't think anyone in there acted poorly there, there's a character in there who's like his friend in the the rehab that he's in that every time he spoke everybody laughed like unanimously the entire theater <laughs> so I, I i think it's it's a really good movie for what it is uh i think as far as movies go i did he write peanut butter falcon as well or has something I, to do with i don't believe he did didn't write it okay i don't believe so if this is his first time having written a movie that actually made it to the screen like way to go dude bravo he killed it (laughs) there you go it's really good uh was is go see peanut butter falcon everybody go see peanut butter falcon and honey boy or just peter same same day same day just make it a double feature get your fill of food related movies (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, is that your only watch for the week or did you have something else you want to bring up i think that's it yeah okay uh, as I've been reporting in the last couple of weeks, if you want to follow my 365 movie challenge, you can do it on my Twitter at MitchPediaGEM. This week, the two movies I'd want to focus on would be Ford versus Ford v Ferrari, which was, uh, you know, it's a based on true event story of uh, Sh- Carol Sher- Shelby and Ken Miles. Yeah, Ken Miles. Ken Miles, thank you. Uh, <laughs> as they um, built the GT that would eventually win the Le Mans uh, for Ford. Very, Did you know anything about that story in general before? No. I think the only name, well, two names that I knew, okay, technically three names I knew going into that movie was uh, Henry Ford II, <laughs> Lee Iacocca, and uh, Carol Shelby. Shelby. Yeah. Yeah, because of the name being attached to the car. Exactly. The beautiful, wonderful muscle car. <laughs> but yeah, the so other good. characters, the other uh, real life people, I, I had absolutely no idea about. Hadn't honestly didn't even know about the Le Mans uh, car race, twenty four hour car race. So really, yeah, wow. I'm not a car person at all. <laughs> I, I'm not either. I just it's one that well, I guess my grandpa and grandma had posters and stuff for Le Mans. Okay. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, it very. Uh, great character movie it's just it's 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 literally about the relationship between carol shelby and ken miles um the car racing is filmed and created uh beautifully uh there are you it's obvious that these people are being portrayed in a much better light than they really were in real life Mm -hmm. um but other than that it's I, i i didn't really have that many problems with it uh, my other movie that I, I really enjoyed was uh, The Hate You Give. It's a movie that came out, I believe, last year. It's based uh, off a young adult book, right? Not a young adult book. It's I don't think it's a young adult book. It's based off a book, yes. I'm pretty... Well, I don't know, it could be young young adult literature, yeah. but oh. usually young adult it, literature... Every, any book that's been released in the last five years that sold well is a young adult book. Yeah, Even if it's much, not a young yeah. adult book, they put it in the YA section. Yeah, that's fair. I was gonna say it's it doesn't have the fantasy element that usual young young adult books the, the, have. There are like young adult just means it's geared towards like older teens. I understand, but I, not that it has fantasy. <laughs> but those are the ones that do well. Like, well, um, the Fault in Our Stars is a young adult book. Okay, like, that's fair. That's so is fair. it like along the lines of the Fault in Our Stars? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a serious drama in that way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I can't remember who writes it, though. I think she has a second book, too. So, just, I mean, I really liked the movie, the the young actress that they have in it. She was actually in Hunger Games. Um, she... Uh, she real? Yeah, she was real. Oh. Yeah, so uh, she's in the movie. She, she does the role perfectly. Um, it tackles a subject that is really, you know, gripping in our, our society at the moment, and I feel like it does a really good job of portraying, 
yeah, you know, the issue of what it is to live in that society at the moment. And I'm not, like I said in my, my post, I'm not ashamed to say it brought me to tears. It's, it's a, it was a, it was a gripper. So if you uh, have that opportunity, go and watch it. I watched it on Amazon or no, I watched it on HBO and, uh, is it on there for anyone who has HBO? Yes. Okay, cool. And then, um, also, and I watched Ford, Ford, Ford V Ferrari in the theaters. So those are our week's watch. Anybody have any news that they want to bring up real quick? I just wanted to do one last quick uh, amendment to the show that or the YouTube channel I was watching. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really, really hoping, having my fingers crossed, that one of these days soon, uh, the title of the show will be called Ex-Girlfriend Reviews. Okay. Oh, <laughs> and then there we go. <laughs> there you go. Because that's all it'll take. <laughs> and then fall in love. John's right in. Yep. <laughs> Slide into those DMs. Skinny Kylo Ren. Won't you have to change it back after that's, that again? That's true. That'll be your girlfriend. No, then it'll be new girlfriend reviews. New. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not about it's not about the boyfriend though. It's about her. It's about her. Well, I mean, she already named the show girlfriend review, which then implies it's about the boy. The person she's in the relationship with. Nah. I mean, she painted herself into the corner. I'm yeah. just saying. No, well, she's like, using but, it but as ca- that. Calling it like a, what, if, what if it was like doctor reviews? It's not about the patients. I guess that's oh. true. <laughs> it's just things from the point of view of the girlfriend. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe she's being that cliched girlfriend, that girlfriend that doesn't game girlfriend kind of right. thing. And that's where she's pulling it from. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. She's just being that character. There you go. It's a character. She it's YouTube. It with it's... or without a man. <laughs> she has oh, a fictional boyfriend. I, I, feel know, like, I feel like the reviews for me would be like, well, he's slept until noon again. We'll come back later. <laughs> so there's anything. <laughs> well, got called into work. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's go ahead and talk about The Mandalorian Chapter 3, The Sin on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Real quick, what do you guys think The Sin is in reference to? That's a good question, because what, because uh, let's see, last week's episode, or he episode two. His neighbor's wife. <laughs> episode two was called um, Chapter 2, uh, what was it called in Nightblood? The, the Child. The Child. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is an obvious reference, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it's would assume clearly, it's clearly about Werner Herzog. No, it's it's about Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, what is the sin in this? Is it that he went against uh, the guild? I think yeah. it's, I think it's that it would have to be right. He basically yeah. like just destroyed the whole like creed of the guild of you know like they even said when he started asking questions like yo what are you doing like that's not professional. Is it though? So. He performed his duty. He he took the contract. He did what it was supposed to do, mm-hmm. and then he, he he took the payment. It's all done. To, yeah. So it was done. But so. he who he has free will. He can go back and do something else. Like what if someone else paid him to get well, the kid back? I'd imagine being part of a guild means you do have to follow a certain set of rules. They're imagine one hunters. of the rules. Are there really that that good of rules? That's what guilds are, <laughs> though. Like that is actually <laughs> what <laughs> guilds are. <laughs> They're supposed to be a like you can't of- just be your own freelance bounty hunter and not have any of those rules. But nobody's going to trust you unless you're part of this guild yeah. that can be like, like I'm going to hire a bounty hunter oh, yeah. that's not going to come and he, just steal from me later. He, he did. He definitely has, is no longer going to be a reputable bounty hunter. That's yeah. for sure. No one's going to yeah. hire him. Neither is any of the other Mandalorians. 
Like Man- his Mandalorians. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's I, I, where I think could also be the sin too, was that now the Mandalorians are out in the open because of him, because of his action. Now the Mandalorians have to go into hiding again or find like another place. Although, I would say that could also be part of his sin, you, you could even though they were all for helping him, but... You could also see the sin being what uh, the other, the heavy Mando was accusing him of, which was uh, working for the Empire or ex-Empire. You know, yeah. Like you're sharing your table with those that purged our home. And they even like had a fight about it until the you know, uh, armor smith. She didn't stop him. She started speaking and they're like, oh, she's oh, she, she literally speaks. sits there while oh. they're going at each other. Stephen, what were you about to say? Oh, no, I, it's, it's another thing after. Okay. Okay. Who is we'll the armorsmith, by the way? Is the voice? Yeah. Uh, it is. I looked it up earlier. That's one thing I, I I am not happy with. They are not giving. They are not revealing actors of any of the. It sounded like Elizabeth Banks for a it's little bit. It's not Elizabeth Banks. And I was like, is that Elizabeth? Emily Swallow. She's okay. not anything that you really know of. Uh, I guess she's a voice in Castlevania. Okay, maybe that's why she's her voice is familiar. Yeah, she she's done a lot of things, just no one that I've ever seen before. Huh. Hmm. So, uh, okay. So the sin, I mean, the idea is that after he gets all the Bex, Beskar, Beskar that he could possibly need, uh, he, he gets, he gets new armor made. So now he looks like what the poster looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but he, he decides that he's not worthy of a, uh, Mandalorian symbol, sigil, right? Signet. Yeah. Signet. Signet. Yeah. Because he was helped by his enemy. Well, and his enemy was the baby Yoda. Yeah. yeah, or whatever we yeah. want to call it at this point. I, you know, we are we are allowed to call it Baby Yoda. The according to Disney, and oh, said that we we can call it Baby Yoda because you have nothing else to call it. To call I like, it. I like my suggestion. I, I think that there's a, there's a name that I love so much. It was from the guys over at Kind of Funny in their review of the episodes. They've been calling him Yodelini. Yodelini. Oh, that's cute. I love Yodelini. Yodelini. So much. <laughs> what were you gonna say, John? Um. I want to refer to him from now on. I saw the meme from, um, what was it? Uh, not Red Hot. What was that one with uh, Will Ferrell, the NASCAR mm-hmm. one? Oh, Talladega Talladega Nights. Yes, that's a sweet eight pound, three ounce baby Yoda. I just call him Ikea Monkey. Ikea Monkey. I'm going to call him Gizmo because he's just the green Gizmo. Just at the end of the at, at the end of the series, <laughs> that's another thing. Voiced by Howie Mandel. I, oh jeez, I do not like that Carl Weathers keeps calling him Mando. Like, mm-hmm. I understand that mm-hmm. we don't have a name for him, but like, one, it, it sounds too much like you're saying Lando over and over. Yeah, and two, we need a name. They're so all Mandos. I, we, well, well, first we know his name no, already. How do we know his name? Was it in episode two or one or something? No. Uh, what's it, the actor? He said it in an interview. Pedro Pascal said <gasps> it did? in an interview. What is he it? fucked up. Oh. What? When, when, when he said it, he, he was like, yeah, no, and I mean, my character, whose name is this, by the way. And he kept going. And, but you just see him like hesitate for a moment, like, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get fired. <laughs> uh, and then um, uh, I was wondering, actually. So there's that system wh- where they, they said that each of them like go up like one at a time, basically, out of hiding. The Mandalorians. Right. Only one person mm-hmm. can come out of hiding at, at a time. Are they all being Mando, quote unquote? Yeah, I, maybe that's a good question. I'll go by Mando. Yeah. Yeah. So I like I was wondering if that's what it is. 
it that's could why be. there's no name. And that's why you, you know? never really saw one other than Boba in the original trilogy? Well, no, that I, would I, be I don't, something I completely yeah. the, the stuff with Boba would be different with yep. Boba Fett. Because that's, that's um before this, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so Mandalorians were everywhere. It's just for this one. They're, they're hiding. Oh, like, now um, that the Empire has fallen, they're hiding? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, because they they tried to get they like try to like exterminate them. Yeah, the Empire tried to exterminate the Mandalorians. I think is when was this? I assume it's the purge that they were talking about. So I assume it's oh, in so the this time is stuff that, that the Empire was the Empire. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I think that they they're, they're hiding and no one knows their real numbers until they just came out. But they did just I think kill everybody. So maybe their secret is safe. <laughs> well, no, Carl Weathers is still alive. I thought, he got, I thought he shot him. He I shot him he in the chest, but he knew exactly where the, he kept the Beskar underneath his vest. So I don't it, think that was on purpose. No, that was definitely... No. Dude, the dude has been a crack shot throughout the whole, all three episodes. Yeah, You're going to say that he, he just now didn't... He hit he, in the one place that he knew there was going to be Beskar? Well, but he shot him through like all that smoke. Like, Do you really think he was that good that he was going to hit him right in that spot? I yes. think that was an accident. He's the Mandalorian. He, of course he's, he's that good. He's that good. He was laying down between cylinders and shooting people from there as, as he was being shot at like on a hoverboard thing like there's no way he he didn't do that on purpose nah i think I, he was I, going I for a kill shot he just happened to hit him where there was some armor okay I, he could but apparently with that gun he could shoot anyone anywhere and they just become ashes yeah well that like, gun I, yeah I, I think he might be able to just like hit them in the pinky and the person <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like it. Well, that gun is just not fair. It's got so many different things. It allows you to like listen through walls. It has a taser gun setting. It has a telescope. You know. Everything it could possibly need as a bounty hunter it is, in the outer room. It is Golden Age Superman. No. You know what it is? It's a sonic screwdriver for fucking Doctor Who. That's exactly what it is. Hey, when you go toe-to-toe against Jedi, you need to have the best of the best at your disposal. Okay, but I'm just... Yeah, just don't fuck with the Jedi. <laughs> well, I mean, not oh, now. Quick, quick, quick thing about Jedi also in here. I think they're keeping midichlorians. Mm-hmm. Why? In this going forward, I think that's what the um, Werner Herzog was saying that they needed to uh, extract, extract from Yodelini. <laughs> Yodelini. <laughs> I mean, it's a possibility. I don't see why not. It, but yeah. did, would, does that work? Sure. Te- technically, yes, because yeah. that's what they did with Grievous. Ooh. Okay. Oh, they did that with okay. Grievous. Yes. Huh. I think they transplanted blood from Sifo-Dyas, which they mentioned briefly in Attack of the Clones, into Grievous so that he could be like a Jedi killer. There you go. Alrighty then. So, uh, obviously, the the show has set it up so that everybody. And their mother is in love with Yodelini at this point. Yeah. So Thank you for saying <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so uh, the moment Mando, since I have nothing else to call him, leaves oh, Pedro. <laughs> I can call him Pedro. I'll call him Pedro. Pedro leaves <laughs> Yodelini with Werner Herzog. Um, everybody is just, everybody just is kind of like, why, right? So how how long did you think it was going to take? Before he went back, I didn't think he was gonna go back. I thought he was just gonna be like, "Nah, I'm not gonna send this thing with you." Pew, pew. <laughs> oh, and, really? And Ash Werner Herzog. <laughs> 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 so, 
I thought he was gonna not leave him there at all. Like as soon as he got a bad vibe, he was just mm-hmm. gonna like shoot his way out with the baby. After all, be like, nope, screw this. I'm oh no, no, it. he needs that yeah. armor. Yeah, I. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. And he wouldn't have been able to make it out without the the new Beskar armor. Yeah, he wouldn't have. Because yeah, he got shot true, in the chest several he, times. He had to get new armor, yeah, to make it. And plus he got those whistling birds. Like, that came in handy. That came in great handy, which <laughs> kind of upset me that yeah. they were introduced in this episode and then used right away in this episode. Like, it would have been, for me, it would have been better if it was used later on in later episodes after mm-hmm. we'd already forgotten about them. Mm-hmm. True. Okay. And that's part of the problem with how this show is being serialized. It's, it's first too short. I definitely <laughs> agree that 30 minutes is not enough. Um, it's not bad, minutes, but it could be better. It's 38 minutes with with credits. Maybe like, then maybe that doesn't like 38, count. 32. Yeah, last week, the episode two was 28, 27. Yeah. That's so not good. I think they, it's just whatever length they need. And that and they, could, like, they need more. They need more length. <laughs> These have to be 45-minute episodes at least. Yes. Okay. But, um... Yeah, I agree with that. that uh, they, they introduce a little bit too much into each episode that also gets like it's set up and you know call back in the same episode mm-hmm. it definitely mm-hmm. would make more sense um to kind of space it out a little bit more but that being said i felt that the way that they spaced out this episode the uh the setup early on when little yodelini is playing with the, <laughs> the gear shifter and he's like that's not a toy but then later after he drops off the kid and he's like reaches for it and realizes oh yeah he took it off and he's you can't see his face he's not saying anything but you know what he's thinking you know exactly and what he's what feeling oh well, yeah and that was so well done which by the way side note this episode directed by deborah chow yep she's going to be the director of the obi-wan series yep i have a feeling we're going to see obi-wan make an appearance in this show it's a possibility i bet you he's the one that saved him in that uh when he was in that basement oh because it cuts right when the best super battle droid is like pointing its gun at him and then it just kind of flashes. I was like, ooh, I bet when, you that was a lightsaber. Again, when does this series happen? Between what episodes? Uh, well, the flashback that we're seeing happens during the Clone Wars. Yeah, the when he was a okay. child. Yeah. You see the, the droid army is like attacking his home world. But uh-huh. the actual present time frame is five years after the end of Jedi. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like that, so we, we'd have to see Obi-Wan... Back in the day. Yeah, we'd see him wearing okay. his like white armor, which would look so badass in person. So <laughs> let me ask the, the group this. Why is it that only when, or at least that's what's being depicted to us, only when he is getting his new armor made uh, does he have flashbacks to when he was a child? Which, fumes in which, the, <laughs> which to me is very reminiscent of uh, Rogue One with uh, the, what's her face? Uh, what what's the Mads Mikkelsen's Jen Urso? Jen Urso? Yeah, Jen Urso. Yeah. She's she's put into a hole while the family's being attacked. Well, it's because it's like poetry; it rhymes. Yeah. Well, I also say it's it seems like if your armor's being made, you have to sit there and be around. So it also might be the only time that he actually slows down to even think. It's like when you take um, a shower and you're like, yeah, shower really thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Only it's an armor. Or that moment right before you go to sleep when you're just reflecting and you're like, God, why did I do that kind of thing? When all your your demons come back out. Yeah. Because I think, hasn't he also had flashbacks when he was fighting the whatever that thing was? Oh, yeah. They named it officially. It's a Mudhorn now. Mudhorn. Didn't he have a flashback during the Mudhorn fight or something? Mm, No. He got knocked out and then he was just kind of like 
Oh. Nothing. Oh, yeah. So, the, so far, we've only had the flashbacks during the armory sequences. Huh. So, in this series, is this the first time that we've seen the vibroblades, blades, or did we see them before? Because I don't remember them. Vibroblades have officially been in the series since Return of the Jedi. Uh, the Gamorrean guards carry vibro axes or vibro blades. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but they've never been like officially named or anything. And they're they're in the and that the, new game Jedi Fallen Order heavily. I oh. thought they were in one of the shows too. Um, I don't know. Oh, probably the cartoons. Yeah, but yeah. I, I wouldn't. Know well, this is one. the first time, like when he fights the Mudhorn, and then right now when he gets into the fight with the other Mandalorian, Ooh, when he or when he tass- lassos that one stormtrooper and shivs him in the back of the neck. Yeah, oh, that's oh, so yeah. awesome. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, with the whole creed or you know this is the way of mandalorians are never allowed to take off their helmet or have their helmet take off by anybody else is it ridiculous of me to ask how they eat i know i brought that up in the first the first episode but like straws is it just straws <laughs> like is it all protein shakes and are, are you kidding pedro pascal no, it's, it's, it's all one of those shakes, i mean we haven't been given any new information about this part of their culture because like after the like the great purge of the canon, um, before then it wasn't that big of a deal taking off your helmet. Even in the cartoons where they show like in Clone Wars and Rebels, uh, a lot of the Mandalorians will usually be seen without their helmets unless they're fighting okay. or doing something. So this new thing here that we're seeing, this could be just a specific sect that is much more devout, I suppose, for lack of a better word. I mean, because even in the last episode, they mentioned like, oh yeah, I can't drop my gun. It's part of my religion. Well, mm-hmm. this could just be like they're more specifically like, okay, like we're really strict about not taking off the helmets, but I'm sure they do for like eating in privacy. Like nobody can be around. It's like the, the Mormon underwear thing, you know, like, like you can't take that off unless like <laughs> yeah, very, very, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the thing that it felt like to me when you said it for the gun thing is like when, when people say that for other stuff, they're like, no, nah, yeah, no, I can't do this. It's part of my religion. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just a convenience thing. Now nah, he's like, ah, oh, my hair's fucked up. Like I can't take my helmet off right but now. But he does drop his religion. gun when the when he goes up to the Jawas. Like when the Jawas are like, you can't bring your weapon on here. He does leave it. Yeah, but he still has his flamethrower, and he even uses it too. So yeah, he's like true. not unarmed. He's just not carrying his gun. Okay. Maybe it's maybe it's that um, when other people have guns, he has to have a gun, and we don't know that part of the thing. You know, well, the Jawas had guns. That wasn't exactly threatening. <laughs> uh, okay, Naima, the, yeah. you've watched all three episodes, I assume. Ha. Okay. I've watched, <laughs> I've watched two. Just two. Yep. The last two. Yeah. Just the last two. So you didn't watch the first episode. Nope. Okay. Well, how how do you feel about the show? No, I like the Mandalorian. I like Star Wars. I'm not like a diehard Star Wars fan. Sorry, everyone listening to this. It's going to try to kill me now. No. <laughs> They'd have to go through me first because I'm not a Star Wars <laughs> big Star Wars fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With pleasure. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars fans are the majority right now on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked it. I'm I'm forever like the sequence when he was going to he ah, gave up. <laughs> Yodelini. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I just want to call him Baby Yoda. <laughs> I honestly thought he wasn't going to get out of that room. Like, he gave him the eyes. Yeah. 
like, don't leave me here with these people. <laughs> like, really? Really, dude? Don't Are you really mind. doing this? <laughs> I used the force for you. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Yodalini was going to use the force again. Mm -hmm. He was like looking at him. He was like, help me. Yeah, why this not? not going to end well. <laughs> why not use the force again when he's obviously in a, uh, a position of being injured or something like that? He might not be able to. They yeah. might have extracted all the midichlorians out that little dude. Yeah, but before the needle gets to that point, he could have used the force to stop him. He could still be tired. He could He's, be tired. He's well, still a baby. If he too, doesn't understand I mean. the threat either, I mean, seeing a large rushing animal is different than like this black ball that's just kind of floating in front of you. It's like, what is this thing? Mm -hmm. Okay. He had to know something was going to happen. He made eyes. Thank you. Amanda. <laughs> You'll be back. Plus, he was kind of wiped from, like, lifting the, the mutt horn. So, like, yeah, maybe he was still a little drowsy. Quite a while. Yeah. He was still thinking about playing with that little knob. It's loose. You're, that's, you're playing fast and loose. <laughs> Anyways, Dr. Pershing, good guy, bad guy? Neutral guy. I I'm back and forth. Yeah. I think bad guy ba with morals. Yeah. Yeah. Bad guy yeah. with morals. Yeah. He's, he's lawful evil. He's lawful evil. Yeah. <laughs> he's, not. Lawful. he's chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral. <laughs> like, what is? I mean, is he working for the empire? The empire doesn't exist at the moment, but these. I mean, obviously, where Herzog wears empire. I would assume this is what's going to become the first order. Okay. Is what I'm going mm. for. That this is the okay. leftover empire that's going to eventually be. The first order. So this is the I, this is the um, Confederate soldiers that become the KKK, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Basically. So for the, this, this is actually dipping into the thing that I think is quite possibly the most interesting remaining thing we had to talk about in Star Wars, um, which is everything showing where all of like the excess military weapons, excess personnel, mm -hmm. and everything like that went after the Empire fell. Yeah, I, I think it looks like we're going to see a little bit of that in the next episode that comes out uh, next month. Um, but oh, that's okay. the thing that I'm most interested in, in mm -hmm. by far. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, I guess we've made the reference last week that it's uh, uh, Wolf and, Lone Wolf and Cub. I mean, he's uh -huh. more that way now that he's been excommunicated mm -hmm. from his guild. Uh, he's he is a Ronin. He's he's a masterless samurai. Some real John Wick vibes. In oh, this. I feel like he's <laughs> going to oh, yeah. be yeah. meeting other characters too, because I saw on the merch in Disney that there was a female character, well, predominantly Gina on. Yeah, we have yeah. Gina Carano showing up in next the next week's episode, or yeah, yeah. This oh, coming week. She seems like she's going to be a lead because she's on merch. So, but that's already going to be episode four in a. Eight season eight episode. episode. Yeah. So I don't know. If, I don't know if she's gonna be considered lead or not. Or I think yeah, should be prominent. It, prominent. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> she's gonna be the person hunting him down that pops up more than once. And so is Bill Burr. Uh, really? You think he's gonna be a bounty hunter? I think so. Oh, I think he's gonna have a, a role like like uh, Posein had. Mm -hmm. it's just oh, just be, that one off. Yeah. Scene gets shot or killed right exactly. away. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I work so too. badly for IG Eleven to come back in ways that I can't describe. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Taika says that he has more than one episode. Good. Yeah. yeah we'll see IG Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, where where does he go now? Where does the Mandalorian on the run go now? Does he go after that that puck that he got from Carl Weathers earlier and and maybe ask for help from this 
uh, rich squid calamari guy. Yeah. And we might we might find out this might be like Admiral Akbar's son or something. That's what I figured they're gonna do. Nah, I doubt it. I don't think they're gonna tie in that obviously to the original or the series as much as some people might want to. As much as they already do. In what way do they? I mean, all we have is Empire Remnants, and that's it. Huh. Okay, it's, it's not, not like, like you see anybody talking about like. Remember when Luke blew up the Death Star? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty there sure those stormtroopers even, were talking about that. Yeah, there hasn't even really been talk about Princess Leia or anything. No, but like really. as I made the argument last week, that everything is just references to other stuff. It's alluding to other stuff in the in the the. Well, the, yeah, you kind of have to do that because yeah, it's only five out, five years after. Like, of course, it's going to allude to the current no, world. No, I'm not saying that they're alluding to the stories. Like, I'm I saying they're the, alluding to different scenes, like like the cantina scene in the very first scene of the show. Oh, that's different. Even, that's yeah, a callback. That's that's not, yeah, that's not an actual the, callback. There's only like one security camera manufacturer in all of Star Wars, apparently, too. <laughs> well, no, that's just the one that's that's the one that's popular in the outer rim. That's why. Oh, it's like a ring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody has a ring at their at their doorbell now. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> and it still speaks Huttese too, which I thought was funny. Yeah, is that a is that a droid or is it a, like a alien species? It's a droid. It's a droid. It's yeah. a droid, okay. It has I emotions it to be an alien though. Species. Has like as a goldfish. Droids do have emotions. C3PO has anxiety. Like. I, I know, that's what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> it's very weird. I like that Carl Weathers was the only one smart enough to shoot the droid that was piloting the the hover vehicle. Vehicle. Everybody else is trying to shoot Mando. It's just this like episode? I don't need a droid. Yes, this episode. Yeah. Which by the this way episode? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Steven. I was, I was going to say, I think this episode had a lot of choices that they made to make it not as violent, even though it was a big shootout. Mm-hmm. It was on Ash's people. They shot the driver of a car, but it was a droid, so no one gets in trouble. Right. Like, But he he killed the shit out of that one dude with a knife. Yeah. And they were, he, after that, they were He like, incinerated oh, another yeah. one, and like his smoking body just like collapsed in front of him. <laughs> uh-huh. But, and, I mean, yeah, you get away. If you don't show blood, it still, it still stays PG-13. That's, mm-hmm. I mean... Disney Plus is not going to go any further than PG-13. No. Dude, he was also taking out Stormtroopers like Arkham Asylum style, like out of the shadows. Stormtroopers are also, you know, the same as red shirts. They can die quick, quick, easy, and and no one cares. Their armor is very cheaply made. But it was also very satisfactory. Oh. Just watching them get dispatched. That's good. I'm glad that was satisfactory for you. I mean, like the moment where he knocks out two of them, starts walking away, and then without even looking, just like shoots another... (laughs) Just while he's still on the ground, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, any, any, anything else anybody would like to bring up about this episode before we move on? Uh, yeah, somebody pointed out on Reddit that the Mandalorian's like flight stick is mm-hmm. a off the shelf like flight stick you can buy for a PC. It was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> That's also canon for like yeah, Star Wars, just, right? Just, yeah. just taking known like found objects, yeah, and putting them in there. But yeah, he had the exact same model side by side. He put a picture of it. And he was like, dude, I have the Mandalorian's flight stick. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Uh, or uh, the last line of the the episode. The, I need to get me one of those. Is he by the end of the show? Does he have a jetpack? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole show is going to be him just upgrading constantly, like <laughs> yeah. a video game. Character. Like a video game. It's exactly <laughs> no, like this, a video. Game. This, this whole show is that. Yeah. Yeah. 
He gets quests, which only lead him to more quests. Yeah. It's, it, there's a lot of escort missions. Perfectly <laughs> fine with that. Yeah, this works. Like I said, him tra- like trapacing on the side of this like sand crawler mm-hmm. was just like super Star Wars for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I think awesome. that's the whole point of the Mandalorian culture, too, is to constantly be upgrading your armor and everything and getting your sigils and all that stuff. So I think that is the point. Okay. He probably will earn the, the Mythosaur as a signet. We'll probably finally see one in live action. That's my nah, theory. Dude, just a myth. Crystal meth? Just a myth. Oh, just a myth. <laughs> <laughs> he'll find the That's last living one. Actually, he'll probably tame it, too. It'll become his companion. Yeah. Oh, and you're supposed oh, to be able to have yodeling merch by Christmas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's not stopping yeah. people on Etsy. I've I already was, seen so yeah, much. I was super surprised I didn't see anything in the parks other than, I mean, they do have like tiny versions of stuffed like Yoda, like stuffed animal Yodas. But I was like, that's not quite that's not the same. yodeling. No. But, <laughs> but yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't, um, the directors and writers didn't let Disney get the merch till the show started because mm. they didn't want anything to leak about yodeling. They wanted is, it to be it, the most adorable because, surprise of our lives. So <laughs> it's because you have to put like a name on the package. Cause that happens for pop vinyls all the time. That's true. Yeah. It, I don't know. And I don't know if it's because like when I heard that Disney is now doing merch, if the name will be baby Yoda when they do the merch, oh, it, because that's also be what's been confirmed. It could be just the child it or something. Be. Yeah, but that might be how we get the real name is when, because I've heard they're making them now and you should be able to get them by Christmas. Of course. But I think you'll have to order them. So. I'll make you guys Yodelini. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One quick side note before we move on. I did want to point out an Easter egg that I think I may have found in the show. Okay. Okay. Um, that Are you can- going to talk about the music? About no, not the music. Um, I have one for this. All right, cool. <laughs> okay. Well, the one that I noticed is uh, that container that they gave them all the Beskar uh, mm-hmm. slabs in. Right. That looked very much like the container that you see uh, a random throwaway character in Empire Strikes Back running through Cloud City, holding. And that was basically. Uh, it was just. I think it was like an ice cream maker from the 70s. <laughs> and um, for some reason, like fans really got attached to that character and they created a backstory for him. Oh, and the yeah. Name. They named him Wilro Hood. And it's like, he must have been carrying his valuables or something in that thing. Like, that must be like a portable safe or something, even though we know it's an ice cream maker or whatever. It's just a prop. Uh, so I thought, hey, that looks exactly like the thing that they gave him the best car in. And I even took a picture and I did a side-by-side comparison and I sent it to everybody and I think nobody even not knew what I was talking about. But I was like, dude, I swear, this is the thing from Cloud City. And that means that Wilro probably had like a fortune in that thing. And he was like, hell yeah, I'm going to take all my like valuables in this thing and I'm out of here. It's just his pod collection. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I mean, did Carl Weathers like before the the part where he and the rest of the guild turn on the, on the Mandalorian did he already betray the Mandalorian by giving the the assignment to everybody else also no no I think yeah no no uh uh-uh. uh they were just covering their bases because they wanted the highest probability of this one to succeed because the client was paying so much because even mm-hmm. he got a huge cut from right. him succeeding it didn't matter who got it as long as his guild got it then he would get a cut of it now was his was was everybody else's like the 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 two bounty hunters he ran to ran into on the planet their objective was to kill the the target well the droid was we don't know 
what exactly the Trandoshans were there to do as uh, well. I guess that's true. Okay. Uh, all right. Good to move on to the the Watchmen? Yeah. yeah. Watchmen, episode five, Little Fear of Lightning. Uh, this, that from? this is my favorite episode. Is that is that from something? Yes. What is it from? It is from Jules Verne, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, very there's a reference to that later during the uh, uh, Extra Dimensional Support Group. They're okay. called Friends of Nemo's. Ah, oh. that makes sense. Yeah. That makes that a makes, lot of sense. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of it. Oh, okay. that? But when when they said it, I was like, ah. <laughs> because because the the. I, I know I'm. It's probably bad. There's a giant squid in that. Well, no, I'm just saying yeah. the the, <laughs> yeah. the friends of Betty Ford is is when you're an alcoholic alumnus, yes, right? That's yeah. exactly where that comes from. So yeah, friends of Nemo is you're in a support group for people that are afraid of t- squids from another Squid, dimension, yeah. extra dimensional incursions. Okay, uh, but I go. really did a lot of research into this episode. Would you like good. to take over? Yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. I'll just okay. chime in here. Then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> The big thing about this is we got to see the squid. Yeah. Other yay. than in a few panels in the in the Watchmen book, you don't really get to see the squid because the squid doesn't exist in the movie. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this is our first incursion into seeing what the squid kind of looked like. And yeah, that thing was huge and it obviously affected people in New Jersey because that's where a young Wade, uh, we now know as Looking Glass, was on his mission for Jehovah's Witnesses as uh, in a... I guess that's a pier carnival. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And as he was being sexually assaulted in a fun house. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Now, right there at the very beginning, as soon as we saw 1985, I was like, squee! Because (laughs) I knew we were going to get all kinds of uh, references to the comic, and I was not disappointed. You were not disappointed? No. Yeah. We saw uh, a guy reading a Black Freighter comic book with uh, an advertisement for the Vite Method uh, workout plan on the back, Mm -hmm. which we see (laughs) one of the characters in the comic book reading constantly, the one that's always hanging out by the little uh, like fire hydrant thing. Yeah, the newsstand. Um, We see the Top Knots, which are like a big gang in the area at the time. Um, Really like lame looking, but... Uh, yep, they were there. And uh, we also see a poster in the background for Pale Horse, which we get a reference to later on. Uh, mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like a, a metal band that's playing at Madison Square Garden that day uh, during the what they call the Crystal Knocked tour, mm. uh, which, mm. again, lets us know that World War II did happen in this reality. Um, and also, Crystal Knocked, meaning the Night of Broken Glass, we get a lot of broken glass in this episode in just yeah. the first few minutes, which is really interesting. Yeah. As Wade is inside of a uh, mirror fun house, mm-hmm. uh, the the incursion happens and all the glass breaks around him. He also wakes up. It be, I'm guessing because he was inside the, the mirror room, as we find out a reflective um, yeah. material kind of helps with yes. uh, like like tinfoil. blocking tinfoil, out stuff. Tinfoil, yeah. Uh, the mirrors, I assume, help save his life because when he leaves the fun house, everybody else is essentially dead. But he got uh, somewhat of a telepathic power, psychic powers, because of the of the incur- excursion. Um, is this before this episode? Did, would we heard that about that about anybody that was near the excursion getting powers? No. Mm-mm. Although. I think we mentioned that maybe the squid event had some kind of lasting effect with survivors, but we didn't really get into people getting powers. And I don't think it's as overt as him just 
having like a mind reading ability, but it definitely gave him some kind of boosted ability to kind of detect. Yeah, he's like a boosted intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I definitely get that. And uh, a great example that they show is when he 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 does market research. He helps yeah. with market research to. to uh, uh, the, what is it? The Michael Imperioli in the <laughs> New York City come to New York City. Come back to New York. Advertisement. Thirty years later, people I guess are still afraid calamari. of the city. Yeah, mm-hmm. we eat calamari yeah. with marinara. <laughs> <the> calamari was <laughs> too much. Marinara. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which was interesting to me that they would use Michael Imperioli because do you think they actually had the Sopranos in in that universe, like as a TV show? Maybe. Wait, no. Yeah, maybe, but like I could see it being that they didn't, and that's why he's doing a shitty TV commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's not just a community; it's a it's a Bureau of New York City Visitors Bureau commercial. It's like you usually get some kind of celebrity to show up at the end of those. Well, I mean, like Arnold did those, like come to California. Yeah, exactly. So, but like maybe he just didn't do Sopranos. He's just an actor that they did, put did something in else. Maybe yeah. Sopranos is all based out of out of New Jersey, or I guess Sopranos was based out of New Jersey. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's true. That's <laughs> Anyways, that's that's beside the point. Uh, yeah, he he tells the 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 marketing people that this is not good. They all lied on their their forms. None of them want to go back to want to go to New York because they're all scared shitless. Yes, still, still Michael shitless. Michael um, shitless. Something we don't really see in the show as much, and we get a glimpse of it. The um, what you might call it the extra dimensional anxiety do you see the little pamphlet during their their uh, group session uh the pdpedia has the full pamphlet and you can see a lot of what it says in there uh especially things that relate directly to wade uh, as far as we mentioned how he was a jehovah's witness at the beginning that's a pretty usually a, a very devout sect of christianity and according to the pamphlet the event caused basically survivors to feel existential dread and to lose their faith because they couldn't reconcile what happened. Like, it messed with their head so much. And this is one of those religions where, like, if you kind of turn your back on it, it really can affect your whole life, like, Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. Uh, You know, we're talking about, like, shunnings and, you know, you can't really talk to your family anymore. Your friends don't want to deal with you anymore, that kind of thing. So it would essentially cause them to become extremely isolated. Um, I mean... He might not have to worry about it as much. Like, in a normal situation, you're going to get shunned. But, like, it feels like a large portion of the church was there. It's true. Yeah. A lot of them probably died. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know who's going to get shunned by as much. There's no one left to shun him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I thought it was interesting that he mentioned that he was also from Tulsa at Mm -hmm. the beginning. But he just happened to be in New Jersey at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he suffered like massive cognitive dissonance because of that squid event. And then later on, we see that it happens again because the new thing that he had essentially put all his faith in also turned out to be a lie. So yeah, if you want to jump to that point, um, we find we find out that the senator, uh, to no one's surprise, is actually a part of the 7th Calvary. Oh, who called that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and be- that the chief was, too. And that the the yes right sort of well I thought well, it was, he was it's more that the two of them were working together as yeah. to do both sides like yeah. the chief might have been part of the clan but he is he is the the law side keeping people afraid and mm-hmm. they, he's and the senator was the Calvary side keeping yeah. people afraid just making everybody afraid <laughs> <laughs> well because Adrian Veidt's whole 
motto was, you know, scaring the world straight, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always have a common right. enemy. Yeah. So that's what I want. I guess before we get into the part about the senator, is the Seventh Cavalry a real thing? Or is it just another false flag? Is it just made up? Like, real. you think I it's think a real it's thing? Real. Yeah. I, I, I think that it's too decentralized for it to not be. Okay. Like the other group, they seem like they did their thing. Like they had their orders and they did their stuff. And they would have continued to do that regardless of what anyone else said before. Like their their dirty bomb attack thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have given them a bunch of batteries that weren't from the time that we're talking about, that we talked about them needing to be from. So they would have had a completely ineffective dirty bomb. But still, I think it's more likely that it's an actual deal. Okay. Now, the new resurgence of it is real. Like, because it happened before for like White Knight, but like, they might have like the senator and the chief might have just created this new appearance of them for the purpose of scaring everyone straight. Yeah, possibly. That's the, uh, one the, the, the one lady did seem like a pretty straight shooter. So that's the thing that makes me question it. Yeah, that's what I, I that's I, I feel like that he was that they created the Seventh Calvary. And now, yeah, there might be true believers of the Seventh Calvary that are also part of the group. But like, obviously, they have a set built that looks like a church for them to make videos. They have uh, these scientist versions of them that are mm-hmm. messing around with a, a portal where they're throwing a basketball in and stuff like that. To me, it makes it seem like this is more of a we're creating something so that people can once again be afraid and then the senator can jump in and be like, ah, oh, I saved everybody that day mm-hmm. and now I'm the new president kind of thing. That could be where this is going, but I mean, I feel like the Seventh Cavalry is a real thing, um, but they're just a lot smarter than they're being given credit for. Because even the senator calls them a bunch of Okies. Yeah. But uh, I mean, obviously, they're smart enough to know how to work a teleportation device. That's fair. Yeah. That's uh, also another quick reference. That wall of monitors looks just like the one that Vite had in Karnak. That's in, true. In yeah. The graphic novel. So. Uh, that's the thing that Vite, or not Vite, but uh, the senator is giving is showing to Wade to essentially open his eyes, make it so that he's less afraid of uh, the squid attack. Um, it is a DVD or it's a video that mm-hmm. Vite made before BCD probably <laughs> before he went away, talking to at the time not President Redford, uh, saying, "Hey, in my time." Tomorrow, a giant squid's going to appear and kill a bunch of people. And you're uh, welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You're going to become president because of it. Yeah, he recorded it 24 hours before he did the squid event. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the video was not meant to be seen until President Redford was inaugurated president. Right. In mm-hmm. 93? 92. 92. Uh, which, real quick side note. Um, uh, I was reading through the PDPedia files, and it turns out that Laurie Blake and Dan Dreiberg, aka Silk Spectre and Night Owl, right? Uh, they got caught in '95 when they stopped the Murrah Building from getting blown up. Oh, the Oklahoma yeah. City bombing. They apparently mm. stopped Timothy McVeigh, possibly killed him, uh, but they got caught in the process because and, being a vigilante is against yes, the law. Yes, because that was still against the law, and uh, so she made a deal when, uh, in a recorded transmission, she says. Uh, yeah, I want to talk to your boss's boss's boss and tell him that I know what Adrian Vite did. Ooh. And that's where that ended. It's like, oh, so she was going to talk and that's why they gave her gave her a deal. But apparently Night Owl did not want to talk 
and therefore he's still incarcerated. Do we? Do you think we see him eventually? Eventually, yes. This season, we already know we don't. Oh, you don't think we see him this season? I don't think so. We okay. talked about that last time I was on. Yeah, because he hasn't they been casted. Yeah. It okay. could be a hidden casting. You don't know. Could be. <laughs> it's possible. Look at my, Is I it a hope and a dream? <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, all this leads up to Wade eventually betraying uh, Sister Knight. And yeah. Well, he, that's because he was given two options. Either turn her in to kind of... Or I murder her whole entire family. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he said either way works for him, but either you know. way. Oh, yeah. okay. I hear what you're saying. Uh, so yeah, he thinks he's doing the best for her yeah. by having her explain that Will is her grandfather in front of the microphone that he knows is now, now on yeah. his desk. In, in the middle of, mm, I didn't like that scene at all. So is Lori... It's because she got caught in a careless whisper. <laughs> is Laura and, uh, and the senator in cahoots? Do they, do they know? Are they working together? I don't think kind so. Of? No. I think he's working towards a very different goal than she is. I think she is the chaotic neutral we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Okay. Did you have something, Naima? No, I think she's more of just like a tool. Like she's a cog in his plan she doesn't know she's a tool but he literally went and got her for the purpose of whatever her personality leads her to certain conclusions ah. and he knows he can get what he wants from how she will react to things because she obviously had it out for angela since she got there mm-hmm. yeah and honestly we, we might even we might be looking at someone who's a bigger mastermind like how ozymandias is uh in what's her name true lady true yeah, yeah. Yeah, she she knows some inner workings of some stuff and is manipulating them for sure. Awesome. She makes babies. Yeah, Which <laughs> I, I think I think does confirm. I, we talked about this while we were watching the episode. I think confirms that she either helped put uh, uh, Adrian Veidt where he is, mm-hmm. or is the person who did it because of the whole like baby clone thing. Right. Yeah. Which, oh yeah, the right. clone facility. Which was also interesting because <laughs> how did not need to remember that scene with <laughs> the babies. <laughs> hey, this puppy was a little smaller than. Well, one. I was gonna say that. We think <laughs> oh, about, the puppy we one. Th- we think about the fact that in the last episode, Lady True said, "I'll just destroy this one. Don't destroy this baby. Don't worry about it." And they're like, "Really?" And he's like, "No, I'll give it to another no. family." But in this episode, you see a dog that was not perfect get destroyed instantly. <laughs> you're like, oh so you're God. like, "Oh, she was oh definitely gonna God. destroy that baby." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said I was like no I felt like she meant it yeah she definitely meant that <laughs> so this is gonna be a lot of information to digest in this one section but this cloning area and with some of the stuff we saw in the last episode and with some of the implications about what's gonna happen in the next episode thanks to those nostalgia pills um, there is a theory right now going around first why don't you explain what nostalgia pills are okay so those pills that Will had that le- he left in uh, Angela's car mm-hmm. turned out to be a drug called Nostalgia. Now, Nostalgia originally in the graphic novel was a perfume by Vite. Um, I guess the, it allows you to remember certain things. Yeah, like I guess the, the it triggers certain memories or something like that. The way the, the chemical, whatever. So you know, like, oh, Nostalgia, remember better times or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, clo- the sense closest to memory. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So this essentially was that in pill form, and uh, again in Pedipedia, you can actually see like a medical advertisement for it. It's even got the whole like phone number and side effects and everything. And I really toyed around with the idea of like doing like the really fast talking part through the. Uh, 
the side effects while playing like really happy music in the background. <laughs> I was like, do not take if you, are, you know, whatever. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so apparently Lady True's uh, pharmaceutical company has a way of and scanning your brain, isolating certain memories which uh, trigger like happy responses mm -hmm. and somehow chemically turning in that into pill form. Uh, anywhere between like one and three or one and five memories can be stored within one pill. And um, <laughs> yeah, there's apparently like a whole list of side effects though. Uh, one well. is um, don't take them when you're pregnant because you <laughs> can inadvertently transfer memories into the fetus. That's a really big hint. During the, um, during the Friends of Nemo's, the one guy is saying, like, like, I wasn't even born yet when the squid thing happened, but my mom was so anxious about it, I think she somehow passed it on to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's all about transferring memories. Um, again, that's kind of a, a weird reference to the last episode where Beyond uh, woke up having memories of Vietnam that she couldn't have had because they sounded like they were from, like, the war. Right. Yeah. Uh, and she was getting that IV of probably nostalgia liquid or something. Um, so, I forgot where I was going with this. Uh, so oh, yeah, the, the theory, pills. Theory somewhere on um, and it's a really, really big no-no to take someone else's uh, nostalgia because it can yeah. erase so you, the you divide between self and other, is what they say on there. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think I wrote a lot of this down, but I'm just gonna wing it. Um, yeah, she's gonna she's gonna have a really really bad time in this next episode after she downed that whole bottle as a way of trying to hide that evidence. Um, but it, we're also gonna see, I guess, a lot of Will's uh, memories, memories, yeah. and find out exactly it, what's going on. It actually oddly reminds me of like the Assassin's Creed machine mm, that gives the you anima? the memories of your yeah, ancestor like yeah and that has a bleeding effect too where mm. you start to think that you're from the past and stuff so like you're not sure who you are and all that yeah it, <laughs> it's it's got a host of really bad side effects man what'd you say if Steven? this wasn't oh. well, no what were you saying steven oh no i was gonna say if if this show didn't already have a strong narrative of its own and this was a thing they brought up, I would be like, this is the laziest fucking writing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, cool. Now we'll just experience the other person's memory. Yeah, now we get to know Ooh. his backstory. <laughs> but but the fact that this show is is different, you're okay with it? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, like, I didn't have any issues with um, that stuff in Harry Potter or anything. Uh, it, it just depends on how you do it. If this was a thing they introduced as like one of the main mechanics for giving story and background story, mm -hmm. nah, I, I would be out so fast. <laughs> okay. I, I can read the side effects if anybody wants to hear them. Sure. Yeah. All right. But please, please do the the sped up version. Okay. <laughs> In rare cases, no such a because... Oh. <laughs> 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 I couldn't do it. All right, all right. In rare cases, nostalgia may exacerbate symptoms of anxiety, depression, forgetfulness, dementia, and suicidal ideation. In such instances, stop using nostalgia and seek alternative treatment. Overdosing on nostalgia might trigger one, some, or all of the following cardiac arrest, respiratory distress, sleeping sickness, catatonia, psychic looping, incessant weeping, laughing, or screaming, random or regular erections, random or regular vaginal wetness, involuntary orgasms, explosive phallotulence or diarrhea, kidney, liver, and colon failure, and the complete collapse of the autoimmune system wow <laughs> call your doctor yeah. today <laughs> yeah. and I, I did call that number and there was uh it, it just hangs up it doesn't do anything Aww. I, I like like the, the thing that they decided to stay for erections regular <laughs> or sporadic was the word irregular 
Irregular. Erratic. Regular like, or irregular. It sounds like you just get erections. Yeah. You just say erections. <laughs> I was like, wow, I don't even no, need nostalgia for that. It also said explosive flatulence and diarrhea. Like, <laughs> you know, those, those things are tied together, all of them. All of Erection, it. diarrhea, flatulence. So, yeah, Angela's going to have a fun time <laughs> this next episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, as uh, uh as as she takes those pills and and uh, is going to experiment experience Will's memories, uh, we get our daily dose or weekly dose of Ozymandias and what he's doing. So mm-hmm. uh, this is the best one. <laughs> is this the best no, one? I, I, th- I think my theory was right for him being in space. I, yeah. I, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think anybody doubted that. Yeah. We just didn't know where in space. I think with the we thought the moon, which. It is a moon, so yeah. It just yeah it's ended just up being a Phobos. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you you came up with Phobos. I said Titan. I think you said uh, Europa. Europa. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, there's a lot of moons out there around <laughs> Jupiter. So well, I think we saw Jupiter in the background, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, so. Phobos is Mars moon. Oh, there you go. Um, I the thing that really got me was that throwing all of the Phillips and. Crookshanks. Crookshanks bodies into the the void wasn't just a getting rid of his uh, anger. It was actually <laughs> had a purpose. He was gonna be, he was gonna use it to make a message eventually. Like that that was pretty intuitive. It was it wasn't just Angry Birds. It, no, it was trying just, to play. So <laughs> when he that their bodies were gonna be useful later, which was creepy. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is how Azamandius thinks. And I like it's that true. he still took the time to like ornately decorate his spacesuit yes. to have his, his uh, Eye of Raw yeah. logo mm-hmm. and a, a very uh, Alexander the Great type helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, oh good old Ozymandias. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did he have to, did he do it or was he just like, Crookshanks, get on this. <laughs> no. I mean, you see him in, in the other episode where he's like making the stuff, you see him doing a lot of that like work, so... I really think that the, they cannot handle more complex things like that. I think uh, making a cake, fuck up a cake, yeah, you <laughs> fuck up a cake and, and hitting a, 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 a board with a hammer so that he flies through the air is about as far as it goes. Yeah, just very simple tasks. Yeah, I mean maybe if they grew, they they aged a little bit more instead of him killing them after a couple of weeks, they they'd be better at it, <laughs> as we see with the the game warden. Mm, which yes. is another Philip, right? Yes. Just a yeah. Philip with a mustache. Yeah. Uh, From a distance, I thought he was a little stockier than the rest, too. It, but probably because he was allowed to live longer and <laughs> eat. <laughs> He's filling up on those tomatoes. Yeah. So, did, um, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, did, did we think there was any kind of significance to what was happening in the, what is it, Hooded Justice episode or anything? Ah. Yes. Oh, right. The fact that you saw the Hooded Justice having sex with another man? Uh-huh. I I don't I mean I think you're it's just I think it's just gonna play into the fact that you'll see that the true hidden justice story is so much drastically different. They also allude to that in the PDPDF files. He really really hates the show. I mean he mentions that in the last episode that he hates the show because it's inaccurate. But in mm-hmm. the PDP, he goes into more detail about it. He's like, there's nothing to confirm that Hooded Justice or Captain Metropolis were homosexual or in a relationship of any kind. This is all just conjecture from Hollis Mason's book, Under the Hood. Um, mm-hmm. Technically, Hooded Justice was supposed to be Silk Spectre, the first, uh, her 
like boyfriend yeah but even she came out later and said um and that was also in the graphic novel that that was just like for publicity that right. she never yeah. even saw what he looked like or anything well nobody saw what he looked like yeah exactly that's why we don't you know if that was face. really him that they found in the harbor uh but i also think it was a way of showing uh wade as a you know good old boy getting disgusted by the <laughs> idea of his expression was pretty priceless yeah <laughs> So uh, that's the only that's the only reason I think it was there. Did you have some other insight into why they were showing that? Uh, this is actually a set of her name. No, I just thought the opposite. Like I turned to Stephen, I was like, "Is it trying to tell us that Wade is homosexual? Like oh. that he's paying so much attention to this right now?" And then it is off put. Like immediately got like I don't know surprised when his alarm started going off because <laughs> like, he was ah, into it. He yeah. was into it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, we want to like, go into that. That would kind of make sense. Like. There's always that that kind of thing where it's like, um, like he he could be choosing people who are obviously terrible for him. Also, she like, was laying it into saying "fucking" a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And he was just yeah. like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> like it, it it seemed like they they were trying to teach us a lot about him and his relationships and stuff in the episode. That's I mean that's definitely a possibility. Uh, I I would I could see them going that direction with it. There's a theory that he also associates uh, the near act of sexual activity that almost happened with uh, the squid attack as being some kind of punishment for him, like almost sinning. So he just has like a really negative correlation with like sexual activity and, uh, you know, psychic events, which is probably why he was also doubly freaked out. He was like, oh, oh, I'm watching sinful, sinful sex on TV and all of a sudden my alarm is going off but you know it was just a drill <laughs> not gonna help yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I, I thought he should take a positive thing from having survived the whole event even though he was doing the thing that he probably would have thought would have been like his worst transgression true mm-hmm. i just i don't see why he's like oh no it's bad man oh like, well, religion can really fuck you up. Man. Uh, just being human can really fuck you <laughs> yeah. up. I mean, yeah. we we tend to take the the negatives out of situations more than we do the positives. Did you notice, Stephen, that he had a degree in extra dimensional squid sciences on his wall in the bunker? Yeah, <laughs> that guy has really devoted his adult life to like understanding this event that traumatized him. But yeah, now it turns out that it was do. all bullshit. So yeah. So we know that the general public all believes that the squid squid attack actually happened, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, are who is the government the one that's doing the the random squid rains now? It sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. to just keep everybody more in complacency and well, because he in that video that Vite shows uh, that um, Wade was made to watch, he basically says, "Okay, so like after I do the squid thing, like we're not going to be done yet, and I'm going to need your help. We need to work together completely." So there's going to be smaller events to kind of just keep everybody in line so you don't forget that this threat's still out there. So yeah. these events are still Vites doing or are they just yeah. following through with his plan? Uh, it sounds like it's like they're following through with his plan because obviously he's not around anymore. He hasn't been around for seven years. Yeah, but, but we're he could have set all those things in, in motion. Or he could have just given the keys to you know the government and be like, all right, now you guys keep this going here. Okay. Huh. I was curious about the, the satellite that that was supposed to be. I haven't gotten to look it up, but I was curious if that was... It's got to be Lady True's, True's satellite, because mm-hmm. she's the one that's sending messages to him, right? Like, Or no, sending messages to Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, those were going to Mars, though. Yeah. Like, those, yeah. yeah. But it's, hmm. He wrote, save me, so mm-hmm. it's to someone that can help him. Yeah. I mean, Ordle just makes such a big stink in the press that they saw a message. 
Yeah. Everyone freaked out when they saw the sh- the, the there's that um that one part on I believe it was Jupiter, I forget what planet it was right now. That was like a hexagon. Everyone was like, "What does this mean?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, the as John was talking about before we started recording, the message says save me and then there's a D. It's a uh, speculation that it says save me Dr. Manhattan, but that would have been a lot of bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh anybody else have any ideas of what it, the rest of the message could possibly say? Dinner. Save me dinner. Save me dinner. <laughs> I'll be home for dinner. Save me some. They can't cook very well. So. <laughs> this is true. They can't cook very very well. Uh, all right. Was there any other particular part of the episode that anybody wanted to talk about? John has his uh, legal pad of notes here. Uh, yes. Let's board. take a look here. I didn't <laughs> like the amount of people that supposedly know that Vite true did the squid because that senator he wasn't a senator when he first saw that video he was just like a fresh politician yeah yeah like he shouldn't need to know that in order to appropriate funds like you don't appropriation he needs to know to approve the things to but like for classified things they don't necessarily need to know what the actual thing is. And to me, the actual problem with it is like, if he can know it, then so many other people actually know it. And the fact that this hasn't leaked in any way or anything like that, like that's kind of loose. I don't think it's very realistic. They came in with rifles and that's stuff in his house. So I feel like they're going to try to kill him. Oh yeah. They'll, they'll they kill yeah. Wade, but it's more like if a lot of people even in our government knows this and it hasn't somehow leaked before without more conspiracy theories or anything. Whistleblowers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Without <laughs> whistleblowers. Yeah. Honestly, but, I mean that to me, that was a little ridiculous. And I also, I didn't like the, um, the scene where Angela just straight up tells Wade like, oh yeah, I did this yeah. like in the middle of a room with a bunch of other people. Like, I feel like it should have been like, yeah, <laughs> because like I know he had to have the cactus and that was where they, they limited themselves having to have that cactus. Like maybe you could have had Wade put the bug on himself mm-hmm. and then she, she, cause what she would have done is been like, let's go to lunch or something like that. Like it, to me, yeah. it was out of character for her. Or at least like three lines of dialogue and then yeah, you get the, the little nugget yeah. that she comes out and with the gun and stuff. Yeah. To me, it was just dumb on like dumb writing for her character. Like I felt like it was just cheap writing. The, just that one scene though. It was, but yeah. I, I yeah I think you're right that it was an out of out of character for her who's been very cautious throughout most of this. I the only thing I can say is that maybe you can chalk it up to frustration. She is, uh, yeah. It's she's getting really anxious with the whole uh, mm-hmm. grandfather will thing. Yeah. Which I realized, yeah, we don't really see a whole lot of her except for those two scenes in this whole episode. No, this, well, this episode, episode was all about, about Wade. Wade. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I think he's going to survive after. I uh, think so too. After yeah. the guys come in with the. He's like, he's a survivalist. He's got a bunker. You think he doesn't have booby traps all over the place? Like, no, this is going to like the home alone thing, itself. The only thing for that one is that they specifically set up in this episode that his alarm system was not functioning. True. Yeah. That's the only. But thing. that that I think that only. But they could, they were coming in before he installed that thing. Yeah, but I think that thing only detects uh, excursions, Excur- like yeah. per- portals opening up. The squid things. Like, I think he'll have another well, security system detect, for something else. Yeah, he's, maybe he's got like a different kind of alarm system for you people know, entering s- his home. Squid intruders, yeah. Okay. You went squid too far. Intruder. <laughs> <laughs> the squid billies are coming. Uh, <laughs> what else, John? Yeah, so uh, after 
Wade is back in the office before he rats out uh, Angelo. And, you know, she calls him and he's just kind of there, like trying to make sense of everything. And he says, like, is anything true? Um, is anything that- true? Oh, that's her name. <laughs> Lady True. <laughs> is uh, So do you think he put that together or do you think that's part of the video that we didn't see? No, that's just part of the video that we didn't see. I'm oh, sure. Okay. Because why would she take over his assets and everything and not know or not be a part of it also? Fair. Yeah. Um, oh, didn't uh, you guys have something the about... Comet thing I'm sorry, what? The Comet thing from the last episode? You guys oh. got theories on what that is? Oh, uh, what was it? Did I? What did I say last last week when we, we said we were talking about that comet that landed in the farm? Uh, oh, right. The Clark's farm. The Clark's farm, yeah, or whatever... Yeah, the Clark's farm. Uh, he said it was, it was something else that tied in with the with the rest of the episode. Yes. Um, was, was well, a, I thought that was possibly Adrian Vite. Adrian Vite himself. Yes, and uh, that they built everything around. Oh, also, side note. Um, remember how last episode we were thinking we were talking about how Lady True said that she promised her mother she would never leave Vietnam, Vietnam but she found a loophole, mm-hmm. and. We just assumed, like, oh, she brought a piece of Vietnam with her here. Mm-hmm. Well, what if Lady True cloned herself? Oh, so, so she's technically, technically she's still, still in Vietnam. Yeah, and that's uh-huh. part of what we're seeing here. And that's the, the I think that was the big giveaway to that being the case is that, uh, you know, we saw all those twins in that dog cloning facility. Oh, that's true. We did see a bunch of twins there. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, maybe some of them are not twins. Maybe it's, there's a cloning thing going on in the, it's gripping the nation. You know, it's like cloning, the next new thing. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting because they're so kind of anti-technology because of the squid from the other dimension, but they're perfectly fine with cloning. It's it's weird where the technology they're okay with and the ones that they're not yeah. okay with. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, we're like that too. That I is mean, also true. I feel like I'm not at, okay at, with cloning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, like pe- people, like the, the things that we say no to, but say yes to are yeah. pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, oh right. yeah, no microwaves? Awesome. Let's have those. Yeah, vaccines like, hell no vaccines. yeah <laughs> like what, what is like we're not we're not a smart species no. <laughs> uh did you have a theory on what the the meteorite was i i think it's tied to vite as well mm. i think it, it might be the thing that retrieved him so because i'm still not i'm still not sure the things that are happening with vite are happening in the same timeline right as the show is being presented yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's a given. I think uh, this is the hit. All of his scenes so far have been taking place prior to the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There, there was something. I just don't remember what it was. I said, and I, I, I felt really good about saying it too last <laughs> last episode. I just don't remember what it was. If you want to listen to that episode and episodes of our other shows, you can find that and more <laughs> at geekelitemedia.com. Oh, yeah. You yeah. say it all great now, but when you had your <laughs> podcast interview, you, you just babbled on about. <laughs> you have a good night. I'll have a good night. Everybody have a good night. <laughs> you have a geek night. Mitchell never listen to this part. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, okay. So going forward, any predictions, theories? Just going to enjoy the journey? Yep. I think uh, Manhattan saved uh, Lady True from being shot. Okay. Okay, cool. And you think it is the comedian's daughter? Yeah, I'm going to go with that now. I'm going to say comedian, uh, comedian's daughter, which will make Lady True Laurie Blake's half-sister, is, <laughs> um, yeah, trying to 
I don't know, contact. I think she's obsessed with Dr. Manhattan mm-hmm. because he saved her. That's my theory. All right. Okay. Uh, Angela and Lori Blake are going to work together. Ooh. Okay. And Angela's going to have explosive flatulence and diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Lori's going to feel bad for her and help yeah. her out. Abnormal erections. I was like, I've been there. <laughs> Steven? I, I don't really have a big theory, but offhandedly, before we like knew for sure, as soon as she took all the pills, uh, I, I joked that she was going to like like trip in a cell for like the next 32 hours uh so it's either going to be 32 minutes of the episode or 32 hours for how long she trips i I just that's what i'm gonna stick with i guess okay naima i just kind of want to see if the memory pills give her any indication of the relationship between will and dr true because they know each other we didn't get much more on their relationship besides (gasps) that he can walk yeah (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What? John? Also, going back to my previous uh, comment on cloning, it's possible that there's a young clone of Will Reeves walking around, and maybe that's the one that strung up Crawford. Oh, And so okay. when he says, I did it, he's not lying. it's right, yeah, because of that technicality, that loophole. Like that Gemini Man movie? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> or living with yourself. Or living, yeah. or living with yourself. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I have any any bold predictions going on going into the future of this. I think uh, Ozymandias will make it back to Earth if he hasn't already, and we just haven't seen him. He's pulling mm-hmm. strings again. Uh, maybe he is the benefactor to um, the senator. What if yeah. he's the senator is a clone of him? Like that's. I think that's a possibility because the re- there's a reason why they're the, even in that video they're showing of Ozymandias. He even though it's a CGI de-aged uh jeremy irons he's not the version that you would you see in the comic book like the comic book he's very much still young looking and uh and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so what if there's a a clone of him and that's the senator okay i thought he looked like um carl sagan from the beginning of (laughs) yeah it looked uh, like it's cosmos yeah Uh (laughs) that smoking suit he looks like he's wearing (laughs) (laughs) all right very cool um Everybody should have a uh, happy Thanksgiving because that's coming up in between the next episodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I am on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geekly Media. You can find John on Twitter at... I am at Magic Bollocks. And uh, I do not take nostalgia, but I still have some of those side effects. <laughs> <laughs> you can find Jessica on Twitter at... Uh, J.M. Bailey writes. Steven, where can people find you online? You can find me across all social media as either Peppermint Gentleman or Peppermint Gent on social media where you cannot have all of those letters. <laughs> <laughs> now, you remember, would you like to give out some social media? Uh, sure. <laughs> my Instagram is Ima Janan. It just has pictures of my face. You don't need to go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good face, though. I promise. There you go. Uh, the rest of Geekly Media is at Geekly Media on Twitter, at Geekly Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, geeklymedia.com. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. Yay!